Thank you, worship team. That was awesome. Awesome. I'm rejoicing in my heart. I hope you are too. Uh, today, as Jace, uh, Jake already uh, opened up, it's, uh, it's a time for us to uh, tag team in Dan's absence and kind of give a, a informational overview of the trellis of, of the church WCC. Um, I hope it's more than just informational, I hope it's inspirational, too, to see everything that God is doing through this local expression of his church. Let's open in prayer. Lord God in heaven above, I thank you for your awesomeness, God, your goodness, your kindness, your faithfulness, that you, just as uh, was already proclaimed, God, uh, by Chase, that you rule and reign, God, in spite of what goes on, you are King of kings and Lord of lords. I pray, God, that you would inspire each of us through just hearing what it is that your church is about and doing and proclaiming and advancing and to know that we are part of, of a global church, a universal church, God, that uh, is, is not standing still but is moving forward to proclaim the gospel to all those who would give ear to hear it and that you would save many. We pray that you would do that. Enliven us even in this service, God, uh, to, to your message for each and every one of us in your precious name. Amen. So as a world and as a nation, as families, as a, as a local body, we have come through a tough year. The problems and setbacks and losses and strife have impacted all of us personally, has impacted the church globally, and has impacted WCC as well. Through it all, we have faith that the church is built on the rock, that that rock is Jesus Christ. Jesus is on his throne, and his promises are unaffected by the storms of the day. 1 Corinthians 15.25 says, For he must reign until he has put all of his enemies under his feet. And truly, he does reign. Can I hear an amen to that? And his direction for his people, the church remains unchanged as well. The great commission to make disciples of all nations and his two great commandments to love God and love people remain unchanged and provides clarity for, for us no matter what happens. At WCC, we are by God's grace passionately doing the work that he has called us to do. Through these challenging times, we are not sitting back and watching. We are putting our foot on the pedal and accelerating, pressing forward across all of our areas in, of influence. While many challenges confront the world, this is an opportune time for the church to advance, to move forward, to bring the gospel to many who are within our reach, to bring clarity and, in, and answers in a time of confusion. Matthew 16 says, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. You see, Jesus is still on his thrones, and his promises are still sure and solid. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and Jesus is going to build his church. And we want to be all in for what the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is doing with us here at WC, and that means all of us, you and me. So I'm going to pass the pass the ball here to Jake, and he's going to lead us into the next section. Yeah, and uh, yes, and amen to, to what Pastor John was saying. And just to see our mission here at WCC, we say it every week, it's to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. 
And we're going to double down on that in 2021. And uh, you also heard a passion behind that. Uh, or another way to say it is we want all people to know who Christ is, not just a, a knowledge of him, but to know him as, uh, as their savior, to have a relationship with him, and then to grow in that knowing, and then to go and tell others. That's, uh, that's such a big part of our mission. As we go through our mission, our values, our vision here, that's such a big part of it. And our str- we have a strategy behind that which involves six of our core pursuits. And you'll probably hear these from the pulpit and quite a bit as we uh, work these out in, in messages and in our ministries. And here's what we try to do is we try to, to create environments where people are um, three things. One, encouraged and equipped and empowered to, to, to work out and pursue these six core pursuits. The first one is intimacy with the Lord. And it's right back to, to knowing, like, is there a relationship there or is it just a head knowledge? And, and we obviously want that relationship. Uh, encountering him in the word. Uh, the Lord speaks in, in many ways throughout the world, uh, but there's no place that is more clear in knowing who he is and interacting with him through than through the word. Uh, our third one is living in community with his followers. Uh, like we, we don't want to be Christians on an island all by ourselves. We want to have a body around us to help edify us and lift us up and bear burdens and, and to grow. Um, so building relationships with those uh, that are his followers. Then also our fourth one is building relationships with outsiders. If we really put our trust and faith in knowing that we are redeemed, that we have a savior, that there's a sovereign king of the world, then we're going to want to go and tell others about that. And you can't do that unless you have relationships with outsiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, fifthly is serving in giftedness. Uh, we want, as a, a local expression of, of God's church, to be able to serve in a place where you're gifted. We don't want to put a square peg in a round hole. We want you guys to uh, be able to do that. We have many opportunities that, that can do that. Um, and then lastly is to multiply. At every place in ministry in WCC, we want to create an environment where we can multiply. So an example would be community groups. All community groups are going to have an apprentice uh, so that if you do multiply, there can be continuity within leadership and and keeping those things moving. We do that uh, in almost every single ministry, biblical distinctives, women's ministry. um, All of those things are going to have an apprentice where we can multiply and and do that. You know, and as, uh, as pastors recently last... Uh, probably two months, we've been working through, and, and we just been, we read a book called The Trellis and the Vine. If you guys know what a trellis is, it's the structure which you can uh, wrap a vine around so it can grow and be able to thrive. Um, and it's just a, a very helpful kind of paradigm of thinking through the WCC ministry trellis, the stuff, um, and we can evaluate really our effectiveness in growing disciples of Jesus uh, or growing that vine, if you will. And WCC, if you notice, we're, we're a simple church. We don't want to have the, all these extracurricular programs that are going to go on to take away from uh, making much of Christ and making disciples who make much of Christ. That is uh, repeatable on that. So um, we're driven to make disciples. We want to be a disciple-making church where those ministries or different programs are aligned to this end. We can read in Matthew 28, the Great Commission in 18 through 20, where Jesus' final words to his followers um, kind of speaks of this, and it really gives marching orders to really Christians throughout all of time. It says this. You can read along with me. We'll have it on the screen. It says, And Jesus came and said to them, 
All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Just uh, love reading that. And there are some... uh, observations there of what it takes to make disciples. One, that's the proclamation of the gospel. That's, that's a very, very important part of making disciples. And then the belief of the gospel. Uh, and, and we see rolling uh, next would be baptism. Uh, we're going to have opportunities here in the next, uh, in this first quarter here for baptisms and child dedications. Uh, and then after that is ob- obedience, right? You're growing uh, the obedience to all that the Lord has for you. And I know growing is not simply um, just a growing in, in head knowledge. That's, that's not what we're called to do. We're called uh, because we have been uh, given a heart of flesh. Our heart of stone has been removed. We've been given a new life in Christ that is compelled uh, to Christ and to submit to Christ uh, with a joyful heart. There's not going to be anyone who's going to be uh, kicking and screaming while Christ drags them into heaven. We are new creatures made uh, that is compelled and wanting to submit. Uh, but there also is, uh, we have to uh, join in on that and be obedient to that. So growing involves both studying God's word and submitting to it. And we can see that best summarized in, in Jesus' uh, two great commandments to uh, his people. Jesus says this in Matthew 22. He says, Um, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it, that you should love your neighbor as yourself. So as we move forward into 2021, I want us to keep in mind these three things. One is that uh, Christ has promised that he is going to build his church and that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Right, that is what, what John talked about. We are on offense. The gospel is offensive. Uh, the gates of hell is a defensive uh, position, and it will not be stopped. It is going to go through, and we can praise God for that. The second one is um, His Great Commission that we're called to um, the church to make fully submitted, uh, committed disciples. And third, uh, to to just um, live out the great commandments to love God and to love others. So. Uh, what does that look like in WCC? I'm going to hand that over to John to tell us where we're headed. Okay. All right, so where are we headed? The biggest answer to that is wherever the Lord leads us. It's something you should be asking yourself uh, on a daily basis. Uh, what is God saying, and how should I respond? Where is he leading? How should I respond? So as a church, uh, we, we need to be discerning where he wants to lead us, right? So we, we just want to be remembering that the harvest is ripe, and, and we want to be about the Father's work, right? We envision here a church where people are coming to faith in Jesus, where everyone is growing in faith, and we're living in the light of the great commandment and the great, and the great commission. Our ultimate goal is not to increase seating capacity, but, to, but our sending capacity. You see, we want to be about the business of teaching as faithfully as we can, living as faithful as we can, and reaching as many as we can. 
All right. So an overview of, of this trellis. So uh, Jay, uh, Jake already somewhat mentioned the trellis, and you can can imagine. It. Do you, does anybody have a trellis in their backyard with a vine growing on it, or on the side of their house? I've seen a lot of them. We have one in our backyard, and it's uh, almost completely overgrown. You can't see the trellis anymore. Maybe that's not the right way necessarily. But uh, so the main pieces of of our of the trellis, the structure, the the uh, infrastructure of the church that, that is represented as WCC is we focus on two main things. One of them is, is the services that, that is, uh, we, we used to call them Sunday services. Now we have to call them weekend services because now we do a Saturday uh, evening service, right? Uh, so we have to do the weekend services and we do uh, community groups. Those are the two main uh, pieces of infrastructure, the trellis upon which hang the rest of, uh, hang the vine. So, uh, we are thankful that we are able now to be uh, meeting um, at all. If you remember back uh, earlier in you know March to June time frame, we weren't even meeting at all. Everything was virtual. Then we started to meet uh, in person. Then in, in late summer, we added a Saturday evening service, and that was to really accommodate since we could only uh, join, uh, gather together sparsely, we wanted to add a service so that we could get more people to attend services, right? So, so we uh, uh, started a, a Saturday service, and we're going to continue to do that for the foreseeable future. So uh, Saturday evening, Monday or Sunday mornings at 8.30 and, and 10.15 services, we're going to continue that into, unless anything should change. So, so we're going to stay nimble. We ask you to stay nimble, too. Uh, we're really excited about the uh, preaching uh, schedule for 2021. So just a little bit of a roadmap into the first six or seven, eight months uh, of the preaching schedule is for the next three weeks, uh, we're going to be preaching through Ephesians 6, 10 through 12, really spiritual warfare, but uh, be strong. The title of the sermon series is Be Strong in the Lord in the Strength of His Might. So that's going to be three Sundays. I encourage you to, to uh, attend and be part of that. Then we're going to embark on a journey through 2 Corinthians. Uh, this is an, an awesome book of, of teaching for the church and will minister to us directly where we're at, we're at right now, culturally and, and also as a church uh, locally and, and, uh, and globally. And then we're going to follow that up in the summer. We're going to do a series on, on Psalms. And, and as you know, uh, the pulpit or, uh, at WCC is largely shared, but or is shared, but most of the uh, uh, teaching, preaching uh, is going to be uh, uh, the responsibility of Dan, and then we'll have others fill in as needed, and especially in the summer, in the, in the psalm, uh, psalm series, uh, we're going to uh, invite a number of different uh, uh, ministers, to, ministers of God's word to uh, participate in, in that, just as you have seen uh, that we've done that in, in recent months and over the summer, too. Okay. So the second part of this trellis is is uh, community groups. Now, um, I think we have 16. Honestly, I looked outside at the uh, placards out there, and I think I counted, if I'm if my math is right, I think I counted 15 up there. So I think we have 15 or 16. Um, but these these community groups are, are vital to our church, and, and they meet all over the area. So we, we have groups that meet in Windsor, Greeley, Timnath, Severance, and on, on various uh, days and times. So if, you, if you're not part of a community group, you're going to probably hear it several times today, really encourage you to be part of that. That's part of the, that's part of the, the, the main infrastructure of our church. It's one of the most important vehicles uh, towards growing spiritually 
in, in, within our body. And if you have any questions about community groups, talk to a pastor uh, anytime you wish, or um, or go to WCC. Or I'm sorry, it's WindsorChurch.org. I hope that that gets burned into your brains. It's WindsorChurch.org, and then community groups, and you can find all the information about them. You can contact a community group leader. You can uh, start to get engaged that way. You see, the reason community groups are so important is because it's 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 in that environment, and you see in this slide that we believe that growing in our relationship with Christ is by the Spirit of God, through the Word of God, in the context of the people of God. And, and the community groups are our perfect environment, and, and weekend gatherings are, are really our perfect environments for that. And then there are other environments as well um, that we'll talk, talk about. I'm going to cover one more area of ministry before I hand it over to Jake. Um, and that is women's ministry. This is led by my wife, Kelly Cuppinger. Um, now, this is largely what we call heart-to-heart, -heart, and there are, uh, there are studies planned currently from January all the, all the way through March. And then there's two main ways that, that the ladies are meeting presently. One of them is on Monday evenings at 6.45 p.m. I believe that's here. Uh, and they're going through a study of, of Habakkuk, and the study is called From Perplexity to Praise. And that's uh, written and, and taught by uh, Sherry Pinello, one of our very own here. And that's a very edifying time. I encourage ladies to be involved in that. And then there's also the Heart to Heart uh, series that's on Thursday evenings, nine to, uh, I'm sorry, Thursday mornings, 9 to 11 a.m. And, and they're doing a study called Son of David, Seeing Jesus in the Historical Books. Now, I can give a vote of confidence to this study because I'm doing the study, too, with my sons separately. And I'm telling you what, we have so many beautiful aha moments, so many wonderful things to discuss. And they are so, em so enlivened to see that you can really how you see Jesus in the Old, in the Old Testament books and in the historical books here. So that's awesome. And then there's another methodology here. They have a Wednesday morning uh, afternoons, they do a, a walking and discussing. It's kind of like an Australian walkabout. You know, you, what they're doing, they, they find a place to go walk, and they've all done the study, and then they, they do a walk for, I don't know, couple blocks to a couple miles. I have no idea. But they talk about the, the, the study, the Son of David study. And so that seems like that's an awesome, edifying thing. So if you have any questions, please contact my wife, Kelly Cuppinger, and she's most reachable either here on Sundays or you can find her on, on, on the realm. Okay? Does that make sense? Awesome. All right. With that, I'm going to hand it back over to Jake. Yeah. And these, these all support, that's one thing, like we talked about earlier, we don't want to be program-led, but we want to be aligned where these ministries are places where they can make disciples and grow people's faith in the Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, another one that uh, we really kind of doubled down on this year is reaching our youth, our youth ministry here, which is led by Stephen Atherton. He's been uh, crazy faithful and diligent uh, in doing a, a good job with both the middle school and the high school. So our youth ministry starts at sixth grade and moves up through their senior year in high school. Um, Stephen has had a lot of incredible volunteers in the past, but uh, as we said, we want to double down to, to give um, some, some almost permanent, some uh, force behind just getting involved. So what we've done is hired uh, two paid interns for the youth 
and these guys have done an awesome job. Uh, the two people that we hired were Grace Langhorn, we'll have a picture of them up behind me, and also Jared Hamilton. Um, and they've already they hit the ground running, and they are uh, working. And just talking to Stephen this morning, um, I mean, people are coming to Christ. It is, uh, they're doing a great job of hearing the word and growing in the word. They're not just uh, having a pizza party back there. They're, they're actually working through scripture verse by verse and growing in that. Uh, another ministry that we have that I am crazy excited about is men's ministry. Um, this has been dormant for the last few years, and we, it, is, it is coming back to life. It is uh, coming up from the ashes, and we're ready to move forward. It's going to start as an extension of community groups. Um, we're going to have monthly Saturday morning breakfasts where uh, we won't even encourage and equip men, but also to help lead uh, their families, to lead their growth in their faith, um, and to fight that the Christian life together in the context of other men. We already had a, a breakfast scheduled in December, uh, which we had to cancel because of some of the restrictions, but that'll be back on the schedule shortly. Um, so please stay tuned to that, men of this church. I am, uh, I'm super excited about this. And also, um, with, that's going to join both men and women, if you, we are looking to and praying through having a more intentional training for those who want to deepen uh, their faith and their understanding of God's word. Um, this is going to be a, a really exciting time, particularly those uh, who have the gift of, of teaching or, or leading um, to be able to do that. So stay tuned for more on that. That hopefully will be coming out within the first quarter of, of this year. Um, another one that we have is, as part of the Crossway Network, we have a, a, a meeting called uh, PLI, um, which is called the Pastors Leadership Institute. We have a lot of acronyms, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Um, PLI is Pastors Leadership Institute, and that is where we, um, we don't go farm out from a seminary uh, an elder to bring to the church, like interview them one time and bring them on. We like to grow them from within uh, the local church, the network of churches that we're involved in. And we have, uh, it's kind of a, a rough saying, but uh, PLI is kind of like an in-house seminary. It's a two-year program. Uh, I started this back in 2013 to 15, and we just had four guys in this church body uh, graduate out of PLI. And we have a picture of these guys. Um, the, if you go uh, from left to right, I think we have Ben Alexander, sorry, Mike Delaney, Ben Alexander, uh, Ryan Farr, and David Morgan. They just finished up in December, and we'll have a formal recognition of these guys uh, in the next couple weeks. But PLI is a place where we want to uh, grow those um, leaders of the church, the next kind of group of elders. doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be an elder, but um, and that's something that we want to open that up. So they're going to start again in April. So men of this church, if you have that desire or if someone has maybe confirmed that desire in you, uh, talk to Pastor Dan. That's the main point of contact for uh, Pastors Leadership Institute if you want more information about it. Um, another thing we do is called the PIT, the PIT. Um, mm -hmm. It's a pastor in training. So when, when we're looking to bring someone on as an elder, we put them through a pastor in training. Both John and I went through this process. Uh, it could be a couple months. It could be over a year. Um, but they come and shadow the pastors. They sit in on all the meetings, um, and they see what, what that's like. And it's a time where we can kind of vet uh, them out, obviously with uh, confirmation and support of the church body through that as well. And we're actually bringing on um, Stephen Atherton as a, a pastor in training in the near future here, and we'll, we'll uh, welcome your guys' input on that and, and so forth as, as a body. Um, so those are kind of our, our vehicles of, of growing leaders and, and, and teaching in this church, which I'm excited uh, for, for that stuff. Also, um, lastly, I'm just going to talk about, if you've noticed around this area, um, 
in our church, there's a lot of babies that have been born in the last bunch of months. So we are going to have child dedications coming up here in the near future. We'll have a calendar date for that uh, by the end of the month. Um, and, and child dedications is, is those things where we just want to dedicate the kid to the Lord, to grow them up in the word. Um, also baptisms. We have another people that have professed faith. So we want them to express that uh, by being baptized as we're commanded in, in Matthew 28. So those are a couple of things that uh, we have that support those trellises. Um, and John's going to jump in and kind of explain just our, our missions focus on that. So I'm going to hand it off to you, John. All right. Hey, thanks, Jake. So um, as you think about uh, trellis elements, you know, things that hang off to the side of the, you know, gatherings, the weekend gatherings and the, and the community groups, there are some side trellises that uh, uh, piece of the trellis that Jake just mentioned. There's women's ministry, men's ministry. But a big thing is that that is near and dear, I, I, I believe, to all of our hearts is missions. And one of the things that I encountered when I first started this church about 16 years ago was was that this church set aside a lot of money, <laughs> and I couldn't believe it, actually, that they set aside at the time 17% of the entirety of the budget. So when you look in the bowl and you see the budget and you see the number, 17% uh, was going to, to missions. Now that number has been bumped, and it happened about a year, two years ago, but we bumped that number to 20%, fully 20% of the budget of WCC goes to missions. Thumbs up, that's awesome, that just says where our heart is, right? Um, so of that 20%, 55% goes to planting churches, and 45% goes to local and cross-cultural missions, okay? So we do have a clear mission strategy where we desire to serve and engage relationally with the hope of sharing the gospel with Christ. And so you can see that slide, that graphic. And so we really, as a, as a missions advisory team, so that's, that's another one of these acronyms. If you ever hear about the MAT that's another acronym, Missions Advisory Team. The Missions Advisory Team is really works diligently to try to support missions that are up and to the right, right? High level of relationship and engagement and long-term is best. Now, it doesn't mean that we don't ever support uh, mission, uh, missions ideas and concepts that are, that are less relational, potentially, and, and shorter term, but, the, but we try to just drive up and to the right. Does that make sense? All right, and that missions advisory team is, is led by uh, James McCarthy, doing an awesome job leading that team. What a great heart uh, and, and mission that they have. Now, one of the things that hangs under the banner of, of missions is local missions, right? And so we have a, a, a significant focus on supporting and investing in foster kids and those who are neglect, neglected or abused through their life stories. We support the mission of the Pregnancy Resource, Resource Center in Greeley and Windsor. We support the Ministry of Fellowship of Christian Athletes in, at the Windsor High School, and that's uh, Stephen Atherton largely heads that up. And in 2020, we added uh, support for uh, a lady, Shauna Doherty, and her ministry comes out of Fort Morgan, and she's aligned with International Association for Refugees. This is an organization that helps People survive and recover from forced displacement. What an honorable thing that is, right? Our goal within all of these isn't simply to send money, right, but to serve in practical, relational, and gospel-focused ways. 
Our desire is to serve without any strings attached, but we sure hope that we get, we get the ability to open the door for the gospel in each of those types of engagements. And so we always want, uh, we, don't, we want to minister to the body, but the spirit is, is all the more important. Okay, I'm going to transition to uh, internally under the banner, again, still of, of missions is, is we have inside uh, of, of our church uh, a thing called the Compassion Team. And this Compassion Team is led by Tony Blake, and he's doing a great job, and he oversees the Helping Hand Fund. And I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the Helping Hand Fund, but it is, it is funded by direct contributions from you all to this account. So if you want to uh, uh, donate money to the Helping Hand Fund, then you would designate that either on your check or on your giving uh, form online. Uh, but this is the, the goal of this is to help people that are within our own body who have an urgent and tangible need. So if you're in need or you know someone else who is, you can go to the website and click Need Help button. But this is really uh, a, a really uh, well-used and well-needed, uh, much-needed and uh, uh, awesome service that, that is done. And thank you to Tony Blake for overseeing that compassion team. We also are engaged heavily, as you know, in cross-cultural missions. Many of you have been involved in these. And cross-culturally, we support uh, the MAJAC uh, church planning network in the Czech Republic. So uh, you see up there, the, the graphic shows that there are now eight churches that are making disciples and raising up future church planters in the most atheistic world uh, place in the world. And now if you think about it, uh, the statistic that I heard is the, the level of Christianity in the Czech Republic is on the order of one to two percent. That's a pretty dark place, right? And back when I first joined this church early on, we, uh, uh, Daniel Herta was, was leading the, the first of this. There was one church, and it was a very small church, and we had engaged with him way back then. And, and so there was just maybe teen, the numbers of teens of people uh, engaged. And now, look at this. Eight churches, hundreds of people are now uh, worshiping under the banner of Jesus Christ in, in the Czech Republic because of the work that we do and that work that we support that they do. Um, so at four out of the five last year, four out of five of the last years, we have sent a team to the Czech Republic uh, serving the Majek churches in Velka Lahota. Okay, and now in that context, we, it's about a two-week summer experience where, where we host or we, we support English and sports camps uh, where the gospel is, is shared. And we'll be partnering this next year, Lord willing, we'll be partnering with the Sheridan Bible Church. Now, that's the church that Chris Schuett went to uh, uh, start up in Sheridan, Wyoming. We'll be partnering with that church uh, to, uh, on, that same, on that same engagement. So for more information on that, our local representatives out of this body is Ken and Callie Atkinson. So if you have any questions or want to be engaged, involved in that, in, in the ministry to the Czech Republic, call, uh, call or get in contact with Ken or, Ken or Callie Atkinson. Atkinson. We also have an ongoing engagement in Nigeria where we support evangelism and di disciple-making work of Blessing and Sunday. There they are. What a beautiful couple they are. And now they have been there for a long time, long time service. And they used to be serving kind of underneath Bob and Gita, but now they're, they're, they're the principal uh, uh, evangelists that we support in Nigeria out of the town of Akuta. 
All right, and we're also continuing to support uh, Bob and Gita and Maimuna. That's Bob and Gita is off to the right-hand side in the blue shirt. Maimuna is kind of uh, kind of center and, and a beautiful family. Now uh, they've just finished a seminary and and been given a three-year evangelism disciple-making assignment in Niger. So we're going to ongoing support for Bob and Gita and, and Maimuna. So that's awesome. Um, Want to transition to to we're, we're continuing to make investment in people. So one of the things that that you should notice from everything that we talk about today is how many people we're talking about in terms of funding and support. You know, Jake was talking about there's a couple of youth interns, right? And and now I'm bringing up here uh, we're, we're we are now um, dedicated to supporting a missions intern. As of, as of January 1st, just a few days ago, we created and are supporting a new but a temporary position. For for David Morgan. So David Morgan was one of the guys on the PLI, but there he is with his beautiful family. Uh, now they have Peter, who is in the womb there, who is out of the womb now, and soon will be coming home to them. Keep them in your prayers. But uh, uh, David and Nicole have felt God's call, strong call for a lot of long time to for cross-cultural missions. Their passion is to bring the gospel to places where there is, there is little or no access to the gospel, okay? They desire to serve long-term and see disciples made of Jesus and, and churches planted where the good news of Jesus hasn't yet been brought. They are brave souls. They are unsure where they're going to ultimately land, but there's a, potentially a few doors already open, but one thing we do know is that they will be leaving in August for year-long cross-cultural cross training in Mexico. So this missions internship will last all the way from now until, until that time when they depart. And in the meantime, David is assisting this church in several areas. One, he's, he's spending time getting ready, right, Prepare, doing time with his, his own preparation. But he's also helping us with, to brainstorm how this church can, be, can establish a pathway for raising up and sending cross-cultural missionaries in the future. So we hope that he, he is able to help us construct a pathway so that we can draw people in into cross-cultural missions and send them out and have a, uh, have a good uh, means to do that. So we're just excited for what uh, the Lord has in store for this, for this special family. Okay, um, we are going to go into church planting. Um, now, we have been intentionally investing sacri sacrificially and relationally in, in church planting. And one of the main areas that you guys have all experienced that uh, uh, recently has been uh, sending Chris and Lori Shewitt to, to uh, Sheridan, right, for Sheridan Bible Church. And so that, as much as that was painful for us relationally, it was, uh, was a beautiful thing to do, right? And that we are a sending church, and, and we want to be about that. Now, there's also uh, been a, a church plant that's been in concept for a number of years, probably three and a half-ish, maybe even longer than that, years. And that is the, the desire birthed in the hearts of, of folks within this church, principally kind of leading up this church is Jason Shelton, but a, a, plant, a church plant to Greeley. And so... Um, we plan to move forward with that, but uh, in the middle of this, we, we, an, another person entered our domain, which is really a godsend, and, and this is Rob Mosier and his family. 
and and he was they were ministering in in Mexico and because of conditions there and, and, and events they, they they ended up leaving and coming back and they came to Windsor community and 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 they and Rob and and, and Lori they have such a a a heart to to minister to to the uh, to the uh, uh, Mexicans, in a sense, but but also the downtrodden, and and he came in and he immediately latched on him and Jason kind of latched on together to to with the concept of a church plant in 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 Greeley. So uh, we're gonna we're going to uh, uh, talk a little bit more about that before. But before I do, there we also have established a, a church planting internship. So this is another uh, internship that we have decided to as we hit the accelerator. You know, moving forward powerfully into all the areas that we can, that we have er, uh, the ability to influence, we established another uh, internship for church planting that is, and, and, and that started in, in October, and it's going to last all the way until the church plant happens, but that's Rob Mosier, is that church planting intern. And we really want to to uh, invest in people to make these uh, these church plants uh, uh, robust, successful, um, and beautiful in God's eyes. Um, the, 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 the Greeley uh, Church Plant is a partnership with the Crossway Network, uh, Network's re Western Region, and it was intended to free, this whole uh, uh, thing was to free Rob up in order to propel the, the, the church plant forward with a goal of an Easter launch. So by now you, may, you, you probably know this, um, uh, that this has kind of become a catchphrase of ours, and it's been, we've been using, the, uh, just centering our hearts on this, word, uh, this passage for a long time. But Psalm 16:9 says, The heart of man plays, plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. And so while we, three and a half years ago, we thought, well, maybe this Greeley church plant, we were headlong thinking, oh, it's a year away. It's a year away. That's all it is. And, and we start, but, but the Lord it was directing our steps. And he's, and he's he, you know, the gestation period for a human being is what, nine months? The gestation period for, for a church plant is we don't know, right? But, but we're, we know that we're, we're, labor pains are starting and we're about ready to give birth. And this is going to be a beautiful thing to see. And I'd like to see if we can tee up a, a video now, which is uh, Jason and Rob giving us their hearts and update and status in terms of the, the, the Greeley church plant. Hello, church family. I pray that this video um, finds you well. As you know, um, God brought Rob and the Moser family to the Greeley area uh, this summer. We're able to spend a lot of time together um, and uh, hammer through a vision about what we feel like God is burdening um, us individually and collectively to plant a church in, in Greeley. One of the questions is, what is the mission of the church? What is the values of the church? What is the strategy of the church? And what are the measures of the church? Those four categories tried to help give a birth to um, a mission proper. What we sensed that God was um, asking to do in us and then by extension through us in the city of Greeley. God began to make it clear that he was up to more than we thought he was, quite frankly. As we were praying and um, thinking and processing around uh, one church and one vision, God began to make it clear that God was up to birthing um, two um, distinct visions mm -hmm. and two distinct expressions mm -hmm. of his church, mm -hmm. all for the sake of glorifying him and bringing people um, 
into the kingdom of his beloved son in Greeley. We're just trusting God, um, quite frankly, in all of that. Trusting uh, that God is still at work shaping his church. It's his church, ultimately. It's not our church. And um, trusting that he's going to continue to burden different people, different ways, all for the same purpose, which is to glorify his name and to, um, and to proclaim mm -hmm. the gospel to people that need him. Our family have been on a journey these past uh, few months, uh, six, eight months, as we have moved from church planning in Mexico uh, to now church planning in Greeley, Colorado. Mm -hmm. And that has been quite an interesting journey in the midst of COVID and everything else uh, that you guys have been going through uh, as well. And so that has been um, difficult. But at the same time, as we were praying, God, what would you have us do as we came out of Mexico and we were praying, God, where would you have us go? We began to see there was a 40% Hispanic population here. And so our hearts were just, um, just beginning to grow and enlarge with this idea that maybe God coming out of Mexico would use us to uh, to minister mm -hmm. to the poorer, more Hispanic side of town. God actually put us in on the east side of town. We weren't even searching for it, but ultimately God put our family in a house on the utter east side of Greeley. Mm -hmm. and, and already we have been ministering and and making, you know, seeking to make disciples and doing evangelism there with a lot of cool stuff that's happening. We were envisioning a church in Greeley um, together. We were in church, you know, with Jason and Pat and Josh. As we did that, we realized that, that God may want to do more in Greeley and express more in Greeley than we were even envisioning. Mm -hmm. That maybe God would, would want to birth two visions, one to the more east, uh, poor Hispanic side of town, and one that's more central west side of town. But in the midst of that, we are also sad, and we are. It is hard uh, to to change uh, horses in midstream. But we're just going to trust the Lord in this, and we know that He is good. Our family is is excited. We are excited to to launch into what where what God has put on our hearts. Please ask questions. We'd love to tell you more about what God is doing on our hearts, and if you sense calling in any way, we'd love to just explore that with you. I know Jason would as well, and, and Pat and Josh and, and all of us and Dan and, and, and all of Windsor Church and, and the leadership. And, and uh, yeah, so just really encouraged in general about the peace that seems to be settling over this from Crossway, Windsor, as well as um, the Greeley Church plant. Yes and amen. Thanks, Rob. I appreciate that. Inevitably, one of the questions that come out of this is like, uh, so what does that mean for what we thought was going to take place? Um, as many as you know, this this uh, heartbeat for Greeley is is not a new thing. We still plan and see on the horizon planting in, in Easter of this mm -hmm. year, um, a short three months from now, leap from the, the steady shoulders of Windsor Church and by God's grace plant a new church, a new expression of a local mm -hmm. church mm -hmm. in Greeley, Colorado. And as you're sitting there watching this video and mm -hmm. listening to this update, if, uh, if you have interest, as Rob mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. to talk about what that might look like for you, either one of us would love to process mm -hmm. that with you. For us specifically, um, just tune your attention to three preview services that we're planning on having the third Friday um, in January, the third Friday in February, and the third Friday in March. And then invite you to pray. Pray alongside us as we continue to try to seek the Lord and continue to ask the question, what are you up to and how would you have us to respond? And uh, by God's grace, he's going to lead and make the path clear. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. That was awesome. So excited about what God is doing in Greeley. 
So as we uh, transition, uh, we're going to close up with a wonderful, beautiful song, Let the Nations Be Glad. But first, I'm going to read out of Psalm 67. It says, May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us so that your ways may be known on the earth and your salvation among the nations. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples with equity and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, God. May the peoples, may all the peoples praise you. The land yields its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. May God bless us still so that all the ends of the earth will fear him.